0: It's once again time for Movie Reel. I'm your host, Kevin Tracy.
1: I'm Samantha Tomlinson.
0: Uh, I'm Aaron Silva.
2: And I'm Franklin.
0: That's right. We have two <laughs> special guests for this spooky episode.
2: Why, you may ask, because the episode
0: that we're doing today is the classic 1996, I almost said 69 movie, 96 <laughs> movie from *Dust <laughs> Till Dawn. <laughs> Honestly, that oh still would have boy. been on par for this movie, I feel like.
1: Yeah. It, um, oh, yeah. Um, so, Aaron is with us for the third time. So, yes. yeah, you're a thrice yeah. guest hoster. I, I guess I must be yeah. doing
3: something right.
2: Yeah.
1: And, Frank, I love how rather than saying Frank Bourne, you just say, I'm Franklin. Yeah. Like, like you're the, like, what was it, the turtle?
4: The yes. kid's
1: character,
2: Franklin. <laughs> He's I'm in incognito in mode. It's true. Yeah, I yeah, I'm in a witness protection, so.
1: so you use your full name. <laughs> so that's the only thing that changes. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. They just you just don't use your last name.
3: So who wants to talk about um, Dusk Till Dawn? Because
0: I don't. I do.
3: <laughs>
2: so I.
0: So so yeah.
2: Okay. What a great movie. Let's
0: let's, let's just let's just put the record straight here. So. Frank and I, we are in the, the camp of, we, we enjoy this movie. Yes. Like, isn't it, like, yeah. And Aaron, more or less, like, hates this movie. Specifically well, okay. the second I, half, specifically the second half of this movie. This is the, is the is first time assessment? I've actually finished
3: this movie, though. So, I, I don't okay. feel like I was qualified to, like, rate this movie objectively before I actually finished it. And... I liked it a little more on the second watching than I did on the first. We haven't escaped the like bowels of hell, but I did like it a little (laughs) more having watched the full thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that you you basically like
3: stormed out when we first watched this. I didn't storm out. The first time we watched this movie, we got to the halfway mark, which we'll discuss in a minute, and I got so angry. That we stopped <laughs> watching the movie and watched something else.
0: We watched *Reservoir <laughs> Dogs*
2: instead. Yes, we did. Yeah,
0: a, a family picture. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and this was Sam's first time watching it, like the other night, and I I remember like getting like like, text updates, uh, and I knew exactly what part you were, like, on, it's like, oh my god, Sex Machine, no! Jesus Christ, there's a Vietnam flashback? Of course Frank likes this movie. Like, I I didn't say that. Called out, Frank.
2: (laughs) I didn't say that. I know, I feel really called out right now.
1: (laughs) I know, I did say, of course there's, of course, I said there's a Vietnam flashback, of course there is. It was all in caps, too. I was just like, oh, why not? Of course there was by this point.
0: Yeah, But, I mean, later on you did text text me saying, like, okay, I can see why Frank likes this movie, and I can see why Aaron hates this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but now I, I never really got, like, a gauge on, like, what your, like, opinion is, like, which, which camp you kind of fall in on.
1: This is very different than what I was expecting. Um, it was <laughs> definitely, I mean, it was as... It was so twisted in certain things, and so weirdly fun in other elements. Like, it had a lot of these weird aspects that almost kind of reminded me of like a cult film. Like, I can see well, this
0: it kind of is you know
1: well yeah, but I can see like yeah oh
0: it is 100%. okay because there
1: were lists, the fact that it was it was muzz messed up and kind of funny and but also really like. It was just a it was just a very weird movie. I knew two brothers being one being George Clooney and one being Quentin Tarantino are stop at a truck stop or whatever and come across a bunch of vampires. And I also was okay, told Okay, so you
3: knew beforehand that this movie had vampires. Yes.
1: And I was also told that uh the first half or half is written by Tarantino and half is written by Robert Rodriguez, and it's very obvious. Who wrote what? When the
3: switch happens, where that split is. Oh my is, god! Yeah. Like, it's,
1: yeah, it's, it's not even. Oh, it's.
0: It's a very it's so. Well, it's it's so abundantly clear.
1: Yeah.
2: To me, it's a very silent handshake, like yeah. a silent handoff, like at a very specific point, and I'm sure we'll get to that later.
1: But
0: yeah. Yeah. It. it yeah. Yeah. For the most part, I kind of want to just like. For the most part, we'll focus on like the first half, and then kind of focus on the second half. But the, the way that – it was really interesting because the way this movie was was made is that they both more or less worked on the script and um, kind of like worked a little bit on like directing. Uh, but they they credited themselves as Tarantino wrote the script and Robert Rodriguez um, – Directed. Uh, d- directed and edited, and then they both got executive producer uh, credits as well. right? Um, and it, it was just really kind of interesting because – I, I, I know I've told you guys like this is kind of like the best way to describe this movie is that it's like one of those writing exercises that you did in school where you start a story for like you write a like the first half of like a paragraph and then you switch your page to the person next to you, and they continue the story from where you left off. Yes. And that is exactly how this movie feels, because as Except soon as they like when get you to Mexico, that, it's a completely different story. Yeah, yeah. Except I mean, you, when you do
3: that in writing class, I feel like their job is to help move forward the story you are already telling, not to decide to tell something completely yep, different.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> this was the same issue I had. I will say it was better in this movie, but it was the same issue I had in Hotel Transylvania when, like, two thirds of uh, the second one, two thirds during the movie, they just switched plots, and it's like, what? This could have been the plot the whole time. Uh, there was no reason to introduce this in uh, the last twenty <laughs> minutes, and like,
0: okay, can can you refresh my memory? It's been a while I mean, since I've seen any Hotel Transylvania yeah, was, anything. I, I, I <laughs> haven't I had seen issues any issues with
1: this. It, so it's not a movie I watched all the time, but basically, the grandson <laughs> is not developing fangs and he's not exhibiting vampire like you know anything so they're like oh maybe we'll raise him around other people and away from the hotel and so he's trying to get him to become a vampire and then at the very end his birthday is coming up which is when he should be around this time developing these vampire whatever and oh my god uh Dracula's grandpa's uh, Dracula's dad is coming and he's like a hardcore vampire and he's not going to like that he's a human and it's like why didn't you introduce this before? Why is this coming up fucking now? Like
3: at what point in the movie do they introduce that like, character?
1: I want to say into the well I, maybe I into the third this. act or well like end of end oh of the second God. act it was very late. It was not it was not at a reasonable time. Yeah.
3: Well, and you could take that back to to exactly. this movie, too, that's a fair the- criticism to level at it because they introduce characters more than halfway through the movie, and you're just sort of like,
2: Why? I mean, they're not that important characters, so it's I was like gonna say, you could you consider them like very secondary characters. Like, you, I don't yeah. even think you know one of their names.
1: I think, yeah,
2: yeah, uh, um, yeah, one the, is Sex the, Machine, the via- and the, the other via- one, oh. he yeah, has it. a name, he yeah. has yeah. a name on yeah. the credits, yeah, he's I
3: credited
4: as having is. a name, it's just,
1: is the black guy and yes. sex Frost. machine which Frost. says his name sex machine but the other one does not have a name yes. I, I you have to look it up
2: yeah, yeah. it's and never I, mentioned i, I also,
0: wa- also want to point out that the the actor who plays sex machine is uh, tom savini who did pretty much like all the special effects for this movie so like all like the vampire like prosthetics and uh, special effects makeup like that's all him that's awesome uh, and 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 his production team and he also did uh, pretty much like all the special effects for like the evil dead movies as well and has had a very successful career for, like, all these, like, monster movies and, like, special effects and stuff like He's that. He's, like, and
3: gore-esque it, movies. I mean, he, oh, 100%. He did, he did a good job in, in making them look, like, the way he wanted to. I, I don't know if I really liked the art direction that they took the vampires in,
0: but, like... Yeah. It's more like a Buffy the Vampire Honestly, slayer. Honestly, they look good. Yeah,
1: yeah, their faces. Style
0: of vampire. Yeah, the, the vampires in this movie, they were just wildly inconsistent in my opinion but oh, it they did really kind of make it it, it it was it did make it like really fun because like some of it like salma hayek which was i think this was like one of her like first movies like when she kind of like f- goes like full vampire she more or less has like a snake head like very much like scales and like the, she the, like, looks like the, the girl lord fangs. voldemort took to prom huh? yes yes yeah.
1: Well, let's uh, say in like <laughs> – yeah, I didn't do any research on this and I'm not an expert on this. But I do think in like Greek mythology, there is something – it's like a very early kind of form of a vampire and they do have like snake-like qualities. So it could be coming from that. But I didn't do any well, extensive I, research. So I don't know.
3: Just a thought. I feel like it more draws inspiration, especially given the, the bit at the at the very, very end, like the last shot of the movie um yeah it definitely draws inspiration from the like chupacabra legends oh um, that okay inspired modern yeah. day vampires they yeah. came from yeah. the chupacabra um, stuff which has been around literally yeah. since as you know ancient aztecs like yeah. told stories about it so that's kind of yeah. where they where they drew inspiration from but they they definitely have some because they have like the first vampire who looks nothing like any of the other vampires, and then they have exactly like, <laughs> most of the like bar guy vampires who all look roughly the same, and then the bat vampires just look completely different, and then there's whatever yeah. the fuck sex machines turned into. Um, yeah, he
0: he, his head gets ripped off, and then he more or less just turns into like a giant rat. Yep. What, where did that come and, and, and from? It, <laughs>
2: It's not important. Know, it, it, it's not important. But it was really
0: funny because like when that was happening, I was watching this with my mom and my sister like came downstairs and watched this. And it's like, man, Princess Bride got really weird. That is. <laughs> like, a... Oh, yeah. It's, it's an R.O.U.S. Yeah, it's a very
2: strange R.O.U.S. Yeah. Rodent of very uh, unusual rodents, size.
0: Those rodents of unusual side. The, fir-
1: the fire know, swamp turns into the titty twister.
0: Yes. Oh, but uh, if you're watching the the censored version on TV, it is referred to as the kitty twister. That's... Well,
3: they didn't censor oh. any of the
0: dialogue.
3: So when anyone, whenever anyone says titty twister, they say titty twister. But when the but the restaurant like name, like the sign says kitty twister.
0: I know. I was like very confused by that as well. I was, I was like, like, what's it, the point the, of this... censoring
3: the like billboard if you're not going to also censor the dialogue?
0: Yeah, the, the the censoring in that movie was so it's really wildly inconsistent. It's really like, uh, done. like but I don't like I don't really want to like, get into a, the censoring because like yeah. it's not. No, the I, movie. I, I I just, just want to point out like like a, like a couple things is um like half the time like whenever they are saying like the f word they either like mute like all sound for that which is like that's a normal thing for like censoring to do and they do that for like pretty consistently throughout this movie but then some of the times when they say the f word they say like funk or frick or like what like they they they, like dub it out with like another like f sounding word Mm -hmm. but they do this interchangeably throughout the movie and sometimes in the same scenes it's like wait why are you dubbing it out in one sentence and then and changing the way you're doing it, the another, yeah, yeah. It, it, it the censoring was just so inconsistent. It was honestly kind of funny to watch.
3: It's really inconsistent. They they um they cut out a couple small portions of the movie, which the two that they cut out kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, but then they also they mute they mute the song that plays during the first bar
0: fight. Really, a little bit, yeah.
1: What was the song? I don't
0: understand I remember. why. I, I just remember it was like the, the, the vampire band, and I th- I guess they were just saying something like a lot of profanities in Spanish. I honestly don't remember. It's been a while Uh-oh. since I've seen the uncensored version, so I, I can't really uh, guess as to what was actually going on. But it, it was kind of weird. I, d- I didn't really fully notice that because there's a lot happening in that
2: scene. <laughs> yeah, so should we just like start walking through this movie? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah so... So, uh, Sam, why don't you take it away?
1: So, uh, it's very obviously the first half is the Quentin Tarantino half based on the dialogue style and just the the facts about the character. Like, to me, this was just so – it was so much more twisted than, like, any – Quentin Tarantino's character – so it's the the Gecko Brothers, uh, Richie and Seth.
0: Seth. <laughs> Which I <Yeah>. love
1: Seth. <laughs> That's the name they picked for yeah, George yeah, Clooney.
0: Um, yeah, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino are playing as as the the Gecko Brothers. Yeah.
1: And it's literally it's just it starts with literally a sheriff walking into this like little convenience store talking with the cashier and then just going to the bathroom. And I the based on the 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 dialogue, I'm like, yeah, this is the Tarantino part because it just – it's so – it's very human and very genuine and this is a conversation about nothing and, oh, also, this is what's going on in my yeah. in my day-to-day. And then he goes to the bathroom and the Gecko Brothers jump out and they're they're basically, you know, at – cashiers at gunpoint saying you got to get rid of him. And he I, – I agree with the cashier because he makes the point. He said – he comes in and use my bathroom almost every day. If I told him he couldn't use it, that would have looked more suspicious than me just well, letting like, him use it.
3: Yeah. the I mean, the, it kind of, they start to establish very early on that, um, Richie, the Quentin Tarantino's character is like, kind of just wants to kill people. And he's is very like unstable, a very, a very he, unstable, he,
0: dangerous person. And Yeah, Um, he's also, like, borderline paranoid, too, because he always just assumes, like, everyone's on to him. Well, do you
2: ever notice, like, whenever he starts to go into one of those episodes, there's, like, a, there's that audio cue. God, that audio is great. Yeah, there's, like, that kind of, like, distant, like, rumble-humming noise in the Mm. background that uh, designates, like, when he's gonna, like, you know, hallucinate something, or he's gonna see something that no one else is seeing because, you know, he's just freaking out because he's paranoid. Or whatever. Yeah,
0: no. I, I, I absolutely love that, that character trait for, for him. It was just, you never knew what he was going to do when he snapped. He was very scary and all,
2: unpredictable.
0: Yeah, he was very scary and unpredictable, but you could always tell when he was going to do it because of that audio cue, but it was just a matter of how far is he going to take it this time. Yeah. You know? Well, very and you true. have, like, I'm sorry, I love the relationship
3: between those two characters in this movie. Maybe too much. On a rewatch, I was like, I was like, maybe I like this is this I'm giving this dialogue more than it deserves because it's good but it's also like a little campy even at the even at the beginning of the movie like the movie starts out not that campy and it just scales up the camp until we hit the midpoint <laughs> and then you yeah, just I mean, they kind of, they kind of show
2: their hand there at the beginning when they're uh, when the when the uh, the Texas Ranger comes back out of the bathroom and he's talking with uh, the cashier again. And uh, well, uh, Richie puts a round through the back of his head, and you know chaos ensues. If we want to yeah. move on to that, because that's
0: in in classic Tarantino fashion, it is just a very, uh, very bloody encounter, and it just ends in like the most spectacular fashion that uh, they they more or less like they burn the cashier alive. He then dives over the counter after firing like an entire like magazine bolt, like his gun yeah his magazine like i don't remember if he had a revolver or not i know i knew um seth had a revolver and, and uh
2: he has uh, a revolver. richie had a had has a, a, a semi-automatic yeah. i think the
0: yeah yeah. i think he has like a nine millimeter like at this
1: point uh the cashier shot so the uh tarantino oh, yeah, there's that tarantino there. was convinced yeah. that he mouthed help us to the sheriff. Throughout the movie, I wasn't quite sure if if this was supposed to be just like a, are we supposed to assume he was or wasn't? Or is it just that he is very paranoid and unstable and just was saying it because he wanted to create chaos. But he is convinced, which is what starts this whole thing, and the cashier shoots him in the hand. He has a hole in his hand and he fixes it by wrapping duct tape around it. And I'm like, what is that going oh, to
0: and do? Then, and then doesn't he spit like... <laughs> and then he spits then Jack he spit Daniels like into it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, this will sterilize it. Well, not anymore. You spit it out, you monster. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, but I, but I, I, I just did love when
1: they were... They blow up the store and they're walking away and just like... And uh, George Clooney's character, he says, like, I'm ai th- am not, like, a killer. I'm a thief. I only kill when I have to. I said keep a low profile. A low profile does not mean taking a hostage. It does not mean shooting someone. It does not mean blowing up. A- I did like that bit of dialogue because it was, yeah, very classic Tarantino of it's a, such a messed up conversation. It's kind of like when, uh, I don't remember the name, but the guy in, like, Pulp Fiction that gets his head blown up in the third part.
0: Oh, Marvel, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, where it's just this and they're all and they're upset. Like, they're they are upset. He's upset about this is They're not freaked out and grossed in, out. Yes. Yeah. They're not messed. They're not upset about the correct thing. And then they just drive off. Well, and they're, they're, they're really more or, re- or less
0: just like, oh, well, that's
2: just a mild inconvenience. Yeah, it's like, like someone's going to see gonna all this blood like, on the back day. window. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Shit. Well, and
3: that that's shot gonna, when they're walking happen. away from the bar and the whole thing's just exploding is so good, especially because they it are really arguing about lying low while the f- entire freaking gas station is like. It goes up
2: in flames <laughs> and propane <laughs> tanks yeah. are exploding yeah. and there's rubble yeah. and debris falling all around them.
0: Yeah, right next to them and past the car too It's like how are they not even flinching the fact that there is debris and rubble falling right next to them. Yeah. And then they, that, that that's what I thought was really funny.
2: And they jump in the car and they drive off and we're and then uh
0: we we get uh probably like one of my favorite songs in the the soundtrack of this movie yeah. which was um Dark. Dark Knight by the Blasters, I believe. Yes, that's and correct. And it, it was just Yeah,
2: that that is correct. Yeah, that's correct. It's the okay. Blasters. Dark Knight. Yeah.
1: I've been listening they, to that song a lot. It's a really good, like it, yeah, it's, it's a haunted, really good song.
0: And, like the soundtrack of this song, this this movie is is pretty top notch. I absolutely enjoy it. Yeah, um, it, it
2: fits really well with this kind of like grindhouse style of film.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And it, it was just kind of like, okay, I can definitely see why uh, Tarantino and Rodriguez work together for this because it does seem like on par, like it seems on brand for both of their types of movies, and and they kind of like repeat that kind of similar magic when they did the the grindhouse double feature of death proof and planet terror um like 20 years later uh in like the early 2000s which that that is another like set of movies that i do kind of want to continue with probably like the same group of people here um because that is a very much a like it's one tarantino movie and it's one um Rob rodriguez movie but it's their own individual movies so you kind of get your wish aaron of it being like the same consistent movie through and through okay that does sound interesting yeah but but it's just the chaos of the second half for planet terror and like the mannerisms and dialogue from a tarantino movie in death proof and it just it's the best of both worlds in their own two separate movies but it's packaged together as one like double feature, which I thought was really cool.
2: Awesome. Yeah. I've, I've uh, been curious about watching death proof. Just haven't gotten around to it.
0: Yeah. I I've seen most of death proof. I've seen planet terror a couple of times and holy shit. That movie is just insane. (laughs) And it weirdly star studded as well. Like Josh Brolin's in it. Uh, Uh, they had the 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 ranger Michael Parks, who's the the guy who got shot like in the very beginning of this movie. He's like in it as well. I want to say Danny Trejo's in it. Um, Danny Trejo's just in every Robert Rodriguez movie.
2: I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, he's in. What, he's also in which, Spy Kids, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. In Spy yeah. Kids.
0: And uh, uh, same with Cheech Marin. And I I I remember watching a review of this like years ago and uh the secondary title that this guy gave this movie was The Tale of Three Cheeches because <laughs> yes. Cheech shows up as three different characters throughout this movie. Yeah.
1: So the fir- the second time we meet uh Cheech Marin's character, I he or he uh play yeah, plays three different characters and this when we meet his second character, I at first thought it, he was also the border patrol guy. And I thought he was going to (laughs) like, I thought he was going to like, be like, Hey, wait, you're that guy who, and his son. And I I thought he was, it was, Oh no, he was
0: going to rat them out. He was snitch
1: or that he was going to, they were going to be like, Oh shit. It's the, is that the border patrol guy? We can't let him see us. Like, and then, no, he displays three completely different people in this one movie. And I will say, the first time, he has no mustache. The second time, he has a mustache and beard. And the third time, he has just a mustache. So, yeah. technically...
3: <laughs> Tells you what
2: order oh, they different. shot those scenes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, no, he had no mustache. Oh, yeah, he had no mustache and
2: beard at it, oh, it, all. It's then- a lot like uh, Peter Sellers and Dr. Strangelove. You know, yeah, yeah, I can, it, I can see that. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm just gonna be in the same person, but I'm gonna play three completely different characters because I can.
0: Yeah, it it was just really funny seeing Cheech because you mostly know him through like you know Cheech and Chong, like just kind of like the stoner, kind of like bumbling, kind of like idiot, kind of character, like comedic relief, and in this one. he is kind of the same especially with like the second character because he's more or less just kind of like it's like hey come on down to the titty twister and he's just saying like all these like really perverse things
3: which this was like which are cut out
0: of the censored
3: version Ah. you just get to watch him get beat up for no reason
0: (laughs) exactly he literally is like hey you can't come in here and then just george clinton just beats the shit out of him um but yeah in and the actual version he's just saying like it's like oh come on down we got we got all this stuff like I I don't really want to say Wait, it but
1: I, <laughs> you know what I can say it because the scene where he I first of all I did think it was <laughs> ironic at the titty twisters that he was saying how we have all different kinds of pussy and I literally was like he was listing off every single potential type and I think my jaw just dropped like like, what, move, what, what is this movie? Like, why? <laughs> why?
3: <laughs> What's kind of ironic about it, though, is that the whole point of that bar is that they're literally preying on the biker. Like, the, the prostitutes are preying on the bikers and truckers who are coming there. So, in a way, like, they're the ones who are actually eating people, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I just, I think it's yeah. funny. But, yeah, it is still a little uh, over the top
0: yeah yeah well it's a very over the top movie so it did it it didn't seem like that was like an out of place scene or anything like that but it is kind of funny that it is just completely cut from like the censored version and it just cuts to him like getting his like like ass kicked by by Clooney and tarantino uh for for no reason like it's never like fully explained it's just like hey you can't come in here like just very like matter of factly like not even like rude or anything and he just cold cocks him right in the face breaks his nose and then tarantino just kicks him in the ribs while he's down yep
1: so, so
0: it's like yeah, okay moving on
1: <laughs> um i'm not that familiar with robert rodriguez um i've obviously seen more tarantino stuff so i mean you've seen you've seen spy kids right i Okay, I think I've seen. Yeah, I think kids and I saw Shark Boy, Lava Girl a long time ago. But I, again, oh, that's Lord. about well, it. Well,
0: then it's basically the same movie. But yeah. Um, I,
1: I, in terms of his, what I've been told is his best work. I have not seen.
3: Like machete, I mean, he, he or, just makes. Or, yeah, very, or El
2: Mariachi. Is, it?
1: Is, it, is he the one that did Sin City, or was it Watch? Or Wa- he did Watchmen, Sin City. Watchmen or the Watchman or something.
3: No, he did not. He did not do Watchmen. Who
1: am I thinking um, of? He did Sin City. It, okay, Sin City. Then that's what I'm thinking of. I, um, yeah.
0: And 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 Sin City. That was Tarantino and Frank Miller. Wait,
1: so that's not yeah. Robert Rodriguez. So okay, then no, never I thought mind. For sure,
3: I was looking up his credits the other day. Okay, maybe I I messed something up. But I, I thought oh, for sure it was I'm him. Oh, I'm looking. At, oh no, wait. He he did direct. Okay, yeah. There we go. I was I was gonna say. I was like, okay. I thought for sure that was him.
0: Like I was I wasn't expecting it to be three directors. Oh, that's. <laughs> It's like it's like there's three directors for this movie. what?
1: the The thing is though, work? like um this this script in its entirety, whether it was written by two people or one person, it seems like I mean other than the fact that it is two very different writers and it I did feel like it did it was it didn't the vampires were random, but it did all kind of oddly enough like, Flow together. Work it wasn't out. like yeah. I knew. Again, I knew there were vampires, so maybe that's why. And I was, I was about to text you, like, what the hell? I'm more than halfway in this movie, <laughs> and there are still no vampires. Like, where, where are? Like, I thought they were gonna be. It's
3: like Birdemic. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I almost said get, that. You get forty five <laughs> minutes through before you see a single bird. Like, I was
1: gonna say that. That was what I was thinking. Yeah, but um, like.
2: Hey, to be fair, they did kind of um, hint at vampires because in the um, the liquor store, there was a poster in the background that said, I think it was, like, for, like, a monster truck rally, but it said Dracula on it.
3: Oh, okay. I, uh, I don't
2: know. That was behind the counter.
3: Um, that's Easter egg level. That's not actually. Yeah, that's Easter egg. egg I, know. I know. Yeah, I
2: know. But it's like, hey, man, the there's there's vampires just said dracula there was a vampire in the first half of the
0: movie he was on a poster what are you talking about yeah just like just like how like there's like that easter egg of like when so so uh richie and seth they have a bank teller as hostage and they 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 hide out in like a motel and um george clooney character goes out to kind of like scope things out check out the border and get some food and when he comes back he brings back with him a meal of Big Kahuna, Kahuna Burger oh, okay. uh, from from Pulp Fiction, yeah. to, and th- this kind of like ties into like the whole like Tarantino theory that all of his movies exist in the same universe. Well, there are also a
2: pack of Red Apple cigarettes on the dashboard.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. I th- I, I was trying to look for that and it's like I don't see the Red Apple cigarettes because that was like the only other thing that I know that's in every single you know what? Tarantino movie. I can movie. accept this
1: all being in the um, same universe because it this is not. This is a universe. Let's say this is all the same universe. This is the universe where Hitler dies and and the uh, uh, the
0: the Manson murders. And didn't yeah, happen. yeah. Uh,
1: uh, what's oh my god? Sharon, what's her Sharon Tate? Right, I'm spacing on her name. Yeah, yeah. Sharon Tate. Uh, I almost said I kept saying Margot Robbie. I'm like, no, that's who the actress was. Uh, Sharon <laughs> yes, Tate is also actress. alive. Like, it's it's a weird he just kind of messes with things that happen and he's writing something else and that's perfectly fine. And it's kind of, and it's fun in a sense, but like, I, so that I can totally get on board with everything being in the same universe because there is no, everything is obscure and odd enough that sure. Why not?
0: And everything's hyper-violent.
1: Yes. <laughs> um
0: Everyone has well, really high blood we're pressure. We're actually,
1: this was, um...
0: It's because of all the big kahuna burger. So,
1: around this time, when, uh, yeah, George Clooney goes out to, like, scope out and brings back food, we find out through, like, a news story that Seth was in prison, uh, Richie was, Richie got him out, right? Richie got him out.
2: Yeah, He He busted him out in in court while he was in, like, a court hearing. They
1: took a, and they took, uh, they took a bank tell my bank teller right it took her ho- they took her yeah, hostage yeah. Yeah,
0: they, 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 robbed they the bank. took a bank teller hostage they accidentally ran over a civilian and they killed like i, I remember in like the newscast because they were interviewing um the actor uh john saxon uh who was like probably more famous for his like roles in like the bruce lee movies like enter the dragon and stuff like that like early like kung fu movies and he was also like the like the the dad like the sheriff in um the nightmare on elm street movies and it's like i remember watching this with mom's like okay what do i know this guy from i know i know i've seen this guy in but, something but um, um so that was kind of funny but they, they do kind of like a tally of like oh they've killed seven like six rangers seven officers and three civilians bringing the death count to, to 16 or, or something like
2: that which by the way the way that she's reporting this is just such a classic like late 80s, early 90s, 24-hour Fox news cycle news way of, like, re, like recording it. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. Because like, she's got that, like, kind of, like, pep and air in her voice. And she's like, I'm really excited to tell you about all the people these horrible men have killed.
1: But, yeah. <laughs> it's Stay that. tuned. Yeah. But during this, uh, yeah. during this segment, we find out that um, Tarantino's character is a sex offender. And when yep. George yep. Clooney comes back... He he yeah. tells the bank star before he leaves, "If you want to live, don't don't talk, don't move, don't like don't don't do anything,
2: don't make any noise." And I do feel like I would have raised my hand, being like, alive. "So
1: if I slide back in the chair and it squeaks, is that count as a noise or is that the chair?"
2: <laughs> well, then you yeah. talking and asking a question would mean that you didn't see did that's head, what I so. was also thinking. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I,
1: like <laughs> maybe that's probably why she didn't clarify.
0: I I I, I also really the like. Clooney, like going over, like the rules is like, you don't mess with us, we don't mess with you. If you ask a question, Mr. 44 answers. If you try to run away, I got six friends that run faster than you. It's just like, it was such a very intimidating, it's like, it's so damn, good. It's really, it's so yeah, and it's, good. this is a really good dialogue right there. I absolutely love that. And
2: the, everything that's shot, like in the hotel and everything, like be- before that, I loved how it was shot because it felt so claustrophobic. I felt so uncomfortable watching it. The whole movie yeah, because of like claustroph-
3: the whole first half of the movie is very claustrophobic.
2: Yeah. And it's like everyone 100%. is really close and everything is like, you know, really closed in, and I felt like I was right there and it was really uncomfortable, which is probably what they were going for. And but I thought yeah. that was wonderful.
0: Yeah, I, I I very much love the the first half because it very much feels like a very I I almost want to say like a noir film of just like uh, like how close they are, and like how like personal the dialogue is, and they kind of it, it doesn't really like have like that much of an element of mystery other than where is El Rey? Like what is El Rey? Like they they keep saying like oh yeah we need to pay like Carlos thirty percent of our take to go to El Rey. It's like what is El Rey? Like all we know is that it's sanctuary and that it's like uh, like like Seth almost talks about it like it's like the promised land. It's Providence, uh, but they never. They never explain what El Rey is, and they kind of almost say it at the very end, but then they he don't. just says, like, nah, I'm no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not telling you. Yeah. Yeah, which which I, I absolutely love that, that there's just, like, a little bit of mystery as to the motivation behind what these guys are doing.
3: Yeah, so after, the, after he promises her safety, then we get um, the scene where he comes back and finds that Quentin Tarantino's character, Richie, has basically raped and murdered their captive. Yeah.
1: I will say going really quick, going back to what Frank was saying, yeah, Tarantino, he does not get enough credit for his decision. cinematography decisions. Because I did see a lot of I've seen this in so many other cinema uh Tarantino films of like
2: Like the trunk shot? The, yeah. the, oh, the trunk no, shot. like yep. the the <laughs> the
1: half shot of you see like there's a wall dividing it and you see Tarantino, but you don't see the other half of the room that he's in. You see like half the door. Yeah. Like things like that. But um and he and the re and he had told her like oh yeah come on come on come on with come in come on sit on the bed with me and and we'll watch TV yeah watch some TV and with she's me. of course so terrified she's of course gonna just obey thinking you know and then we find out well, he's yeah, a sex offender as and
2: yeah. yeah I do
1: appreciate that we don't get full it, I really loved how this was cut
0: it, it happened off screen yeah
2: Seth
1: walks in and just sees like the and carnage. it just does these very quick little cuts and shots like, of like
2: almost just like one frame.
1: But it's so yeah. messed up. I
2: mean we, but... we, we do although we do kind of
0: see it like when he like turns around and we see it. Like, over his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, like, like we almost see it from like uh uh Richie's perspective and we see it over his shoulder, yeah. And it's just like I mean we, we it is a little bit obscure because like Clooney is like more or less kinda like blocking the doorway, but we see enough to know is like oh, that is
2: something bad
0: a lot here. of blood. That is a lot of blood. <laughs>
3: yeah and then that scene like further cements um Clooney and and uh richie's like relationship given that he gets pissed and he like basically slams richie into a wall but he's still like he's like he's my brother he's fucked up he's messed up but he's my brother and i just like he has this like fantasy that he can like fix him you know yeah, like, yeah. if he like enforces it right and does things right that he can teach his brother to not to be a professional like El Rey right? is going to
2: save them and yeah, like exactly. fix his brother. Um,
0: so while this is going on, um, we jump to um, Harvey Keitel and his family on vacation to, I believe they said El Paso is like their next stop. They're basically going on like a, like a cross country trip uh, in like their motor home. And yeah. it's him, his like adopted son and, and his daughter, who is played by uh, God, I keep forgetting her name, Juliet Lewis. Um, and I, I really liked Harvey Keitel's character of he's a like a, a a minister who's lost his faith because his wife died. It felt and very it's like, Stephen I, I, King. Yeah, yeah, it's like I exactly right. It's just like I I do I still believe in God, but I do not love him enough to to continue w- what I'm doing and like his daughter just like can't fully like process that. And it's like, well, what would mommy say? It's like, mama's got nothing to say. She's dead. And <laughs> it was really funny. Cause both my mom and I laughed about that. And it's like, this is such a morbid joke. <laughs> and, it, yeah, and it's like, I don't even right? think that was meant to be a joke. And we're just, we're just, it was just so uncomfortable. Like that scene was just so uncomfortable that we needed to laugh.
3: I mean, ha- Harvey's character is yeah. just okay. I felt both his children were very flat. Especially, yeah. well, I mean, they're very much like the asks, naive kind of like audience kind of character. She asks every like, single like, question like the... she asks in the exact same tone of voice. In the exact same tone of voice. Watch the movie over again, and she asks Clooney mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. they're going to die in the exact same way that she asks him about their mom. Like, I
0: just, I don't know. I, I did not like her very much. I didn't much really in
1: this have an movie. issue yeah. with her.
0: I, I felt like the, 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 both her and her brother were just kind of like the proxy for the audience of just like all right this is what's happening and it was just kind of like more or less like this is what the audience is going to experience because it's through their shoes because they're like the i i guess like the innocent like bystander type character that we're going to be experiencing all this through them i thought that was more or less their purpose in this yeah. movie i do understand like i do agree with you Aaron. she was a bit flat and, and Scott that her her brother didn't really have much of a character. He's kind of a like, non-entity. He has like the one
3: scene at the border where he has character and it's like, well, maybe he'll get more as the movie goes and then that yeah. just doesn't happen.
0: He he, he also
2: has like yeah.
0: probably like the least amount of dialogue in this entire movie and that's including the characters that aren't introduced until they get to the the titty twister.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Uh Very sex True. machine basically doesn't say anything.
0: Yeah, but he has more characters but he has more he character he has more character it's, in his whip than uh wh- whatever it is And uh, uh, his crotch revolver yeah
3: and his dick oh gun his dick
0: gun well yeah we'll
2: get his to dick that gun. that's um, like the first also, sign
3: to me that like when i was watching it the first time that was the first thing where i was like like what
0: the what the fuck why is that <laughs> yeah, there yeah what the fuck <laughs> um, also that they Kind of, kind of a side tangent they made a from dust dawn tv series that went on for about i think three seasons and the first season more or less kind of does like a, a a retelling of the first movie and but like very different like they had like their own different like story elements and different characters and, and it was very inter- entertaining but the the actor that they had playing their version of sex machine was played by jake Busey.
4: <laughs> Ew!
0: and it was oh. it was so funny yeah <laughs> Dick
1: Boosie is terrifying.
0: Yes, and that's what made that scene. It it just had that character so much more entertaining, in my opinion, because <laughs> he they even gave him like the the crotch revolver as well. Even though they never explained why he has that or what, <laughs> like it's never fully explained. It's just like, all right, bam, <laughs> he just thrusts and just fires a, a bullet. It's like, what the fuck?
3: When I saw his whip, for a second, I was like, is this like a Simon Belmont? reference is this like a castlevania but right then he had a dick gun and i was like i don't i don't think that's the
2: case yeah i don't think so. i don't think any of the belmonts uh, ever had a dick gun i'm waiting yeah. for that in the it devil may Cry. That,
0: that, that seems more on par with like a devil may cry game honestly
3: oh my god it really does that would not be yeah it's like the first half of this movie was like la noir and the second half is devil may cry
0: yeah no, <laughs> it's I, completely I like... different <laughs> gameplay so yeah, the, the the best like way to describe this movie is that the first half is Reservoir Dogs and the second half is like Evil Dead or Army of Darkness.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's a very yeah very good way. Of putting
0: uh, it. So, so so jumping back to you, Sam, with the uh, the the cartel fam- the Hi- Hi- Kaitel family, not cartel.
1: <laughs> so they're yeah Oof. they're just they're traveling and uh uh the the dad wants to stop at a motel just for the night because he wants, like, an actual bed. And who is also staying at that motel? It's the Gecko Brothers. And I thought this part, I thought, was really weird was because uh, Seth is just out there in the parking lot just, like, eating eating his burger and, like, drinking. And they almost, like, he's just standing in the middle of the parking lot. They almost hit him and they stop. And he just still stands there and then walks away. And they're all like, what the hell? And then later... That's, you know, they, uh Richie asks if he can borrow their ice bucket, and that's when they, like, burst in and, like, hold them hostage. And I just was like, so what What was the, and I didn't understand, was it they're picking them, I'm assuming, because they have the RV. They have the RV. But in the moment, it seemed more like their are doing it, because at first I thought it was because they, you know, This family saw them, and they're wanted, and so it was like they're taking hostages, like no witnesses kind of thing. But I think it's—I think I just didn't like the the dick move of him just being out in the street. If if he had like been seen through the window or something, I don't know. It just seemed very like it came off. I I mean, I don't know. Something about it just—it just rubbed me the wrong way. It it bothered me because it was such a dick ass move. But I'm like that, like that would have just.
0: Well, he is a dick. No, I know character it would have pissed me off,
1: but then it just like, it, I I don't know. It, the whole it was just I thought that was just kind of
3: weird, but um. Well, because like I think the point of that scene is like he's out in the parking lot because he doesn't want to be in their apartment for obvious reasons. Yeah, and yeah. um, he's also probably looking for ways to get across the border.
4: Yeah, but and he finds
3: this family with an RV. So the moment he sees the RV, he steps in front of it because he wants to see who's inside of it, because an RV is a much easier vehicle to get yourself through oh, a checkpoint okay, like that than okay. a car. Yeah. He
1: just, yeah. And once
3: he sees, okay, we've got, we've got. let me see, an older man and his two kids, well, two kids make great hostages to get him to do what we want to do, and the vehicle will work, yeah, this will probably work.
0: Okay. Yeah, that mean, is, that's, that's a fair assessment of like them kind of like breaking down how to get across the border? Because at that point they had like, like uh, not like not a, yeah,
2: yet yeah. The news was speculating they'd have they yeah. get him in forty eight yeah. hours. And they
0: because the car that they had beforehand was basically just like like an Oldsmobile or something. It was a beat
3: up.
4: Well, yeah, it, it plan was just, beforehand
3: might have been uh, might have involved using their hostage to get across somehow, like having her drive or something like that but that plan sort
0: of went up in smoke. So well, that's out of the, up with
2: something out else. Of the uh,
0: equation. Um, yeah. Yeah. This was just a very much like on the fly plan. It's just like, all right, well, we still need a hostage since we can't use the bank teller anymore. The, 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 the mother of four that the, the news report uh, calls her, I forget. Oh, uh, Gloria Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Glo- bank teller, hostage, Gloria Hill, mother of four has been taken hostage. Um, but,
1: um, so, oops,
0: they hold, uh, yeah. They're
1: holding the family hostage, yeah. and the daughter was just swimming and comes back in and sees like two men with guns in her in her family's room, and Tarantino is just disturbingly eyeing her, and he is hallucinating or his paranoia. He's assuming that she's like asking him to like, it's, yeah. Oh yeah, they, and
3: they cut that out of the thing, of yes, the, yeah, yeah, uh, they cut the version then, too.
1: Uh, Thankfully, thank God. Like even Seth was like, told her, okay, grab clothes, and you got three minutes. Go and go and change. And later, when they're in the RV and they're heading to Mexico, Tarantino leans. So okay, so I, I so unsettling. So and two things. One, I, I feel like I never really paid that much attention. I was kept being told Tarantino had like a foot fetish. And I feel like up until recently, it
3: shows up so often. Yes.
1: In and I, up until recently, yeah. I wasn't
4: like,
1: <laughs> right. like I believed it. And I just, I just wasn't that aware of it. Cause I'm like, okay, this person's barefoot. I don't really see what the big deal is. Like it didn't.
2: Yes. But we started on a very slow pan. But up this time it
1: was so pervy and gross. And she's a teenager. And then he leans over
2: don't worry, folks. It gets and worse. And he leans
1: over and he says, "Did you mean what you said before?" <laughs> in in and he, she's like, "What what what are you talking about?" And he's like, "In the hotel motel." And she's like, "What did I say?" And he's like, "And he's like, D- well, I'll, I'll do he's it." He's about to say, and I'm just like, um, this whole and then even uh, from the front. Seth's like, "Hey, Richie, I told you not to talk to them." And I just thought it was just like, I think what. Upset. The second thing that, that kind of disturbed me, up in a in a more unsettling way than this, was that um, Tarantino does have a kind of twisted mind. I mean, we've seen his work, but he wrote yeah. this character and chose to, pl- and for some reason, was like, I have to play the sex offender character, and something about that just like.
2: It's a it's a it's little weird, huh? Too,
1: like I it, it, I I like him a lot, and one of the reasons why I do like Tarantino is I do think he I think he I don't know if he's my favorite writer. I think he is a really talented writer. I think he's a really talented director. I actually want to see him just as a director, not as a writer director, because um, I think that'd be really great. But yeah. I also just like like him as a person because he it's all it's like he's so passionate about what he does and he loves film and like cinema so much. And like, like it's just, it's very, it's, it's almost like adorable how like passionate he is about for his work. And for some reason, this just, I, it was just, it was so unsettling to me. The fact that it was so overboard and the fact that it's not even just that it's so overboard and the fact that, he wrote it. It's the fact that he did. It's all those things, and he he's the one that had to play this character. Like,
0: yeah. Well, I, I feel like he had to pick it because if he picked anyone else, well, first of all, I can't really think of anyone else who could portray it as as well. I mean, or okay. As I mean, okay, unsettling you know. as Tarantino did, but it, I I feel like he kind of did it himself because he realized that. First of all, he he had like a clear vision in mind, and I feel like if he picked anyone else for this role, they would try to make it a little bit more subtle or subdued rather than as over-the-top and as extreme as Tarantino did in this yeah. movie. He goes all out. He lays it all on the table of like, yeah, I'm a fucked-up dude. What are you going to do about it? Whereas if it was anyone else, like, I might do this. Whereas Tarantino's like, Oh, I will do this. It's just a matter of when I'm going to do it. We also have to
2: think he'd done five movies before this. Yeah, His only two really big ones were Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Um, It includes Reservoir Dogs in 92, True Romance in 93, Pulp Fiction and Natural Born Killers in 94, and Four Rooms in 95. Wait, when did
1: Jackie Brown happen?
2: Uh, Jackie Brown was in 97. That was the year after oh, he did Hustle so On.
0: Oh, I I was I was going to guess 98. It's like it was it was like late 90s. <laughs> oh, <okay. I laughs> So, was he, was,
2: to
1: so he was Jackie Brown was early So he
2: was still pretty big in like the more of like the independent film scene because that's where all of his had been yeah. shown before was in Sundance Film Festival. And so I think he was still trying to like be edgy and out there and like willing to go for this like really gross character that he wrote. Yeah.
1: I can understand um, that, Kevin, that you point out that, and I, yeah, I agree. I can't. He did as messed up as it is. It was a really good performance.
3: I, I, <laughs> like I think, well, it was decent. He I can mean, be, he's Tarantino. I thought I, he could be a little flat at some points, but mm. he he did a good job of conveying this character who's simultaneously extremely dangerous and threatening, and also like whiny and you like childlike. Like, clearly, the yeah. younger brother, like like almost like a wimpy kid type deal when Seth is involved, but he's still the scariest character. And honestly, he's the character that you're expecting to be very problematic and very threatening at the end of the movie.
2: Yeah.
0: At least that's what I got from him.
1: That's yeah. Yeah, And yeah, it,
0: it, it, it does get to a point where it's like, he causes more trouble than needed, especially like when they eventually do get to the border, they're hiding in the bathroom with, um, with Kate and they have Scott and uh, Jacob like in the front seat, basically said like, all right, you get us across the border. And if you say anything, just remember I have a gun to your daughter's head. And when they're in there, uh, Seth says something to Richie that basically sets mom's like, don't be, don't, don't be a nut. nut. Yeah. Don't be a nut. And it's like, what do you mean? Don't be a nut. Are you asking you, you insinuating that I've been a nut before? It's like, no, I'm just saying, be cool. It's like, yeah, you mean that, but you mean the other thing too. So it just, he like keeps like escalating to the point where like cheech marin the first time officer we see cheech. him is like <laughs> yeah officer <laughs> cheech sorry <laughs> officer uh, quick salute um he he like notices that like okay there's something else in here it's like oh uh that's my daughter it's like i thought it was just you and your son i'm me and my all son right, and my i'm daughter. checking out the whole thing yeah it's like yeah it's like all right i'm, I'm checking out the whole thing okay um, two things and um yeah. first of
2: all i want to backpedal just a little bit the scene right before that like when they're in the rv heading towards the border um there's this great quote i just had to write it down because i liked it so much it was <laughs> uh what, i think it was the kate looks to richie's like so what's in mexico you know because like that's where they're going mexicans. it's like yeah he's just like mexicans it's like that's great <laughs> like this is perfect it's, so wise. I, forget, I forgot you told me. I forgot you
0: told me you took notes. Yeah, I did. I
2: took notes. <laughs> it's just yeah, I loved that. She's like, so what's in Mexico? Mexicans, genius. Oh my god.
0: I mean, god. that is true. And also, but yeah, I mean, he's not yeah. wrong. It's just he's such an asshole, and yeah, I love that was just that. wonderful.
2: And then yeah, when they're <laughs> um, wait, when the officer Cheech is going through the RV, can we just talk about like that's a pretty big bathroom for an old RV. It it's three people seriously. in it. Yeah. Granted, they were all shoulder to shoulder, like, but yeah. like, they put three people in like this old ass RV's bathroom.
0: Yeah, it, and the fact that he was able to like open the like, chief was able to open the door all the way, not see either um, of them, c- like Clooney or Tarantino, because they're hiding in like the shower, like yeah. stall, And Tarantino is like, right unconscious to
2: and limp because yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Seth, Seth had a, like, punched him in the face.
0: Yep yeah he had a cold cock him it's like and it was really funny because kate eventually goes thanks and then like says so just like kind of like sighs and just like oh let's come to yeah, this well. <laughs> yeah so like in that in that scene that
3: border patrol scene like we see the escalation of tensions between him and his brother and um we actually get so, i just love that scene it's so tense it's so like it's good it's really good and yeah, very yeah.
0: especially since um jacob and scott are like arguing over whether or not they should tell the board patrol officers or the cops that the Kecko brothers are back there with their si- with with scott's sister and they're arguing it's like i run the show it's like dad you're not running the show they run the show it's like i run the show i make the plays you back the plates i need you to cover yeah. me and they're just like arguing back and forth like but and like for like a very long time. Dad, I've seen
2: reality TV. Oh
3: yeah. I loved that. I saw this reality show where they kill all the guys once they, they don't let anyone
0: live.
2: <laughs> yeah. They take you out into the desert.
0: Yeah. it Like they're just going to take us out in the desert and they're going to shoot us. Like, it's like, no, I'm making the plays. Like, no dad, they're in charge. Like I make the plays, you back the plays. And it was just, I really loved that. They had that. Like, like he is try, trying to convince his son that like, he's the one in charge. Like he, he's yeah. like kind of like trying to like establish like like the hierarchy of the situation of like, yeah, I'm in charge, but you still have to do what I say because I'm your dad. And it's like, I'm not going to let you endanger everyone here, including your sister, who currently has a gun to her head in the back room in the in the bathroom. Yeah. And it, I just I really loved that, like very tense moment of what are they going to do? And yeah. how is this going to play out? Because no, that, that when I whole, first saw this, I didn't know what they were going to do. Uh-huh.
3: That whole border scene is just so good. And then they, of course, they succeed in, in
2: getting through it. Which, can we just point out, the Border Patrol checkpoints do not work like that. No, they get through there <laughs> so easy.
1: I know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what he was at a regular there like, are, toll? There are like,
2: dogs, there are x-rays, they have, like, heat, they have, like, ways to, like, scan inside your vehicle they will check literally every cupboard and drawer like it's not just like they send a dude in to go like yeah no you're fine so yeah i don't
1: know my when my uh mom was a chaperone for the when i was in high school like the seniors like they like the ones ahead of me she was chaperoning their grad night and she was like so shocked how they literally just were like asking the students so, does anybody have any drugs or alcohol on them? No? Okay. It's like, hmm. I'm
2: yeah. not a narc.
0: Just... I do! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, me. Damn, got... you caught me, officer. <laughs> I've got a weed.
1: You broke. You're fine. You broke. You're... Is yeah, that a weed? You weed? Wore me down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. yeah, I'm... How did he know yeah. that drug pe- He knew. He knows that. That officer knows that, uh. Uh, drug users off, like, off, are so yeah. honest. If, if yeah. you ask somebody, <laughs> if they, they, best use drugs, they legally have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you cop, you legally have to tell me you're a cop. Are you a drug dealer? Or do you legally have to tell me if you're a drug dealer. Damn, you <laughs> caught me, officer. Looks like I'm going to a liar's jail. <laughs> oh.
2: so, so, this interrogation uh, is so, so, so tough. So to they get
0: back on track, Sam. <laughs>
1: so they, They're in Mexico they now. Through, yeah, they get through the border, and I will say. The dynamic seemed to slightly, slightly shift when they got through uh, the border because, um, you know, Seth kept threatening and saying, "If you like turn us in, like we're you know, you're you're dead. You're all gone. Like basically, if you betray us, you're dead. Yep. So don't betray us." And he, when his son's trying to convince him, "No, just turn him in. Like we're here. Like they're cops here." And he doesn't do it. He is, and he is a guy who has no faith, but he is putting a lot of faith in Seth and believing he does have honor. He has no spiritual
2: is, faith. That doesn't mean he yeah, doesn't have faith No, in I man. know, yeah. but
1: I know, I know, but he is still like, there is that, there is that. So like, I feel like even though he doesn't, he's kind of lost his spiritual faith, there he does, still is looking for this guy having some honor. And I know that's not necessarily related to religion, but I do think that is like, well, that, then, that can be kind of linked to it. But anyway, uh, regardless whether it is or isn't. Um, I mean, congratulations,
2: you're in Mexico.
0: Yeah, because, well, I mean, Seth does kind of like portray himself as like a man of honor. It's like, I don't kill people unless I have to. And as long as you guys don't give me a reason to kill you guys, you guys are going to be fine. I'm not unstable like my brother who's been Oggling your daughter this whole time you don't like that do you he's like
2: no i do not <laughs> um
1: but i like, what i yeah. meant was he they get through the patrol and
2: the whole attitude changes yeah, yeah and
1: they seem to be as opposed to him he's still in charge but they're he's like, a
2: lot more laxadaisical
0: lax and then yeah. once
1: once uh he gets him from being what's his name again harvey Keitel's character uh,
0: uh jacob fuller
1: he once he la- uh guess saves him from being thrown out of the titty twister. I think by that point, they're like equals yeah. or they're
0: yeah. almost yeah. equals. Well, like
1: they're, they're because th- before, you know, they, they have a mutual charged.
0: respect for, yeah, I think Seth it's actually
1: charged.
3: at the moment where, um, Clooney's character is getting slammed. Cause he's going to go like beat the shit out of the bouncer who grabbed him. And, uh, Jacob challenges him yeah. for the first time in the whole trip and says, are you too stupid to know when you've won? and okay, uh, yeah. he's such a loser and they drink yeah, and they yeah. drink You're so much for a loser
0: you don't realize yeah it's like are you so much of a loser that you can't realize that you've won the entire state of texas and the fbi are looking for you did they find you no you've won revel in your victory and it's like jacob i want to drink with you it's like you're drinking with me yeah, and they, they, yeah. they have a shot of uh, a whiskey and Peace then go. we get yeah then we get the uh salma hayek performance of santanico pandemonium and, and which was introduced lady
3: an internet meme this was the moment where everything in my opinion well, well, everything shifts to not be uh oh
2: to okay here's here's where the silent handoff is for me when you see the rv driving towards the titty twister
0: yeah it, and that by is the, way, the silent handoff the the, sh- the 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 transition when they're driving to the titty twister it looks like something out of like a set from like a mad max movie it, it's just like oh, it really absolutely. a desolate like
2: remote
0: like there's building like the, there's, there's like, like the
2: totems everywhere yeah there's there's flames. torches everywhere Expecting like toe cutter to come out and like know drive around yeah i I was expecting
0: like emington joe just like driving like a monster truck in the parking lot and there's like bikers just like doing donuts and stuff there's just like truck drivers drinking beer and then there's the whole second appearance of cheech marin who's doing like his like uh like sales pitch of like hey
2: we got all this carnival barker
0: yeah 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 that's basically what it is um I, i heard pages flipping did you write that down in your notes
2: uh, yes, I said Cheech <laughs> the Carnival Barker. Um, also, like I, hear pa- we- I
0: hear paper ruffle. I need, a, I need a picture of your notes. This is hilarious. Okay, I took like
2: three pages of notes. It's a small notebook, so oh it's gosh. not like I took three giant pages of notes. Also, okay. um, <laughs> the, the neon sign for the Titty Twister, I don't think yes. that's CG. I think someone actually made that sign. Uh, 100%. I, that I, is a real. Pr- like, that's another thing. I love uh, everything is almost pretty much a practical effect in this movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this, there's, like, very limited CG, and it's usually just, like, the vampires, like, dissolving. But everything yeah. else, like. But even like that that's just real. looks like it's
2: just a sped up, like, you know, they're just, like, melting styrofoam, like they didn't. Yeah. Like for Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Yeah. Which, which, yeah, it's a practical process. It just looks very rushed and kind of, like, cartoony now, but I feel like that kind of matches the style of this movie because it is a very cartoony scene once like shit hits the fan which is in like 10 minutes (laughs) right (laughs) um because it gets to a point where i swear to god this feels like like a call of duty zombies game where just like four badasses who are completely different and are badasses like their own thing like we got frost who's like a like a like a, literally
2: a vietnam vet
0: yeah and who's played by fred williamson who did like a lot of, like black exploitation movies <laughs> in the a, past and an like, apparent like Kali at one Moss point specialist. he literally, yeah he literally rips like one of the dudes hearts out it's like ha, come on monkey man <laughs> and it's like oh yeah <laughs> and the heart's still like beating in it in his hand and they're just like all like beating the guy with like pool cues so, like hold up then he just takes it. a pencil and stabs the heart and he just collapses like huh? perfect that's weird. <laughs> I just...
3: We skipped over it's some so stuff It's so hilarious.
2: Here. Yeah, we, we I, skipped over yeah. like five minutes there. We had them the, yeah, yeah, well, the is, from yeah.
3: um, uh, What's her
0: name? Yeah. Um, Sa- uh, Salma Hayek playing Santanico Pandemonium.
2: Which is
3: hilarious got, like, if you know young what young on, behind the on. Yeah,
0: no, it he, he is... Like, it, it, yeah, it's crazy watching... Danny Trejo in this because he looks like such a he's, he's, he's a pup in this he looks so young compared to he's like, like him in like Machete and like everything else that he's done lately
2: oh yeah I think of him like now I don't even know what the last thing I ever saw I saw him in was but like he is an old dude now mm-hmm. yeah
0: no it like it the difference is like night and day in, in between like the last thing that you probably saw him in and this yeah because like in this it's also really weird because like I think this is the first time I've seen him without like any facial hair and it and it threw me off. He is
3: clean shaven. Yes, every, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I I, like every time I see him, he at did least he just has have mustache. a mustache? Yeah, did he, he just... usually has like a mustache or like like a beard and like a goatee or something. But usually, like at least like a full mustache.
2: Yeah. Nowadays he's
0: yeah. Got, so like, the the, the
3: stripper comes out and she does her dance and we get to see uh, another foot fetish thing going on with uh. Yeah. This not just like and her foot
2: <laughs> blinking flashing red lights with like a marquee around it saying like Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish I don't know what's going to convince you otherwise yeah
0: she literally puts her foot in his mouth and then drips like pours like the whiskey down her leg and he just slurps it off of her toes yep it's like "Mm, that's why that's
2: why he chose that character That's, you know, that's the real that reason. reason. It
0: all makes sense now. He wasn't like,
2: I know, I know that this character I'm playing is a sex offender. I'm sorry, but like, I get a foot in my mouth. When that so happened,
1: yeah. I was like, um, so yeah, oh my also god, that snake, of course. that snake
3: that she has on her yeah, is a, um, oh, it's a... Uh, God dang am I'm, I'm blanking on the name it's of the a, snake it's now.
0: A, it's a boa constrictor.
3: Well, yeah, but it's a it's it's a boa constrictor, but it's a type of boa constrictor. And it's an albino boa constrictor. And those are the most placid snakes you will find. Well, yeah, they needed something that and she I, could I, like. I know, I just, I love it. Also, that snake is probably 80 pounds and she's still doing like a sexy stripper dance while this 80 pound snake is on her. So I think that's pretty, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty good.
3: It's
2: big, yep. dense, I mean, honestly, a big, honestly
3: snake.
0: That's impressive.
3: Snakes um, are surprisingly heavy.
0: Yeah, yes, no, they are. They are extremely heavy. Um, so, like, as soon as she's done with her dance, uh, Carnival Barker, uh, Cheech Marin, who I'm looking at the credits for, like, all of his name all of his names he's border guard he's carlos who's like the guy that uh seth and richie are trying to rendezvous with and his his carnival barker's character's name is i'm not kidding chet pussy uh, oh my uh, god um <laughs> that is what he is credited as. comes in to, with like the with danny trejo and the uh the other bouncer and is like hey the, these these uh these pandejos they 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 broke my nose, broke my finger, and this guy kicked me in the ribs. And it escalates there to the point where Seth and Richie shoot all three of them. And after one of them
2: pulls a knife,
0: yeah, one of them pulls a knife and stabs Richie in his bullet hole hand. Um, I kept thinking they were going to do something with that because he gets injured in the hand twice.
3: Like you expect that to like be something and they just that never comes back again.
0: He just gets stabbed in the hand again. it, it so he has, stabs him in
2: the hand, opens yeah. the wound.
0: Yeah, it stabs him in the hand, opens the wound, and then he like pulls it out and stabs one of the other guys and then slams it back on the table. And Harvey Keitel's is the only one who notices that that's green blood. And while all this is happening, Salma Hayek is just like staring super intensely at his at uh Tarantino's like bloody dripping hand and just goes full vampire and lunges and, and like bites his throat out and yep. he bleeds to death. And this and was the moment happen. when I became extremely vampires. angry.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Actually, that's not true. What up, vampires? I, I
3: was in a state of shock. And then, because you yes. have to understand when I watched this movie, I did not know that there were vampires in this movie at all. I didn't know that this movie was like a, a gore fest or,
0: or like, I had no preconceptions of this movie at all right yeah the the only the only warning that that we had given you because the only people that had seen it up to this point because we watched it it was you frank me and it was allison i believe right and she didn't like this movie at all either no she Mm -hmm. agreed with she backed me
3: up when i said we needed to watch something else um i
0: I, I can't remember if reed was there or not Reed was not there was was the four of us yeah so 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 at the time frank and i like you and me we 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 were the only ones who had seen the movie before. That's and I think correct. the, and I think the only warning that we gave, uh, Aaron and Allison was that there's a twist. Yeah. That there's a twist. And once we, they get into Mexico, it's a completely different movie.
3: You did tell us that I, much, but I just, so I, yeah. I have been watching these pieces being constructed by Quentin Tarantino, where he has these relationships set up between the characters and he's set them up in a way that you're kind of waiting for things burst, right? You're waiting for something to go wrong and for the you're waiting for the payoffs to happen, right? We we've set up this relationship where um uh Richie's character is like intensely focused on Jacob's daughter, but Jacob and um Seth are starting to like bond and then we know that Richie is an uncontrollable person and then we get into this uh, bar setting and it's it's at a point where okay, things are starting to get more crazy and, and violent. I'm expecting the plot to sort of start going crazy. And it, well, it does, but, and then all of that, everything, everything that's been set vampires. up essentially <laughs> before this point in the movie goes out the window. Almost none of it matters anymore because now we're talking about what? a completely different movie with a completely different arc and, and path and focus. And so I, I was watching the fight scene, the whole fight scene, because after she transforms, um, there's this entire fight scene where all the the strippers in the bar turn into um, vampires, vampires and start attacking vampires. the guys, and the yeah. guys are killing them, and they're killing the guys, and um, it's and just total a, chaos. The vampire band playing crazy metal music, and yeah, they're they're playing instruments like made out of like
2: dismembered body human parts, instruments, yeah,
3: and it just made me um, so angry because i was just like (laughs) you had a good thing going was it like best screenplay ever made no but it was good and it had promise and you just threw it all out the window for something that okay personally for something that personally i don't enjoy a ton like gore fest movies aren't really my slice i I don't mind camp yeah that's fair it's it's just not typically what i'm there for like i ash versus evil dead fun show but at times it got so violent, I was just sort of like, I'm, I'm not like I don't enjoy it that much, you know. And yeah, that, that's, that's fair. fair. I mean,
0: it, this movie is not for everyone, and I, I want that to make abundantly clear. This movie is not for everyone. It's
3: definitely not. And upon watching it again, and this time I knew it was going to happen, and so I tried to like like open my mind to it a little more. And yeah, that basically what you have to do at that point is throw out most of what happened in your brain and say, okay, let's just embrace this new movie that I'm watching. Because if you try and hold yeah. on to what was happening, that stuff, the stuff that they've set up, doesn't pay off. Except there's like that one the, – the whole 30% thing. There's a payoff for that. But yeah, there's but, not really but, a payoff for Which I thought was a funny joke.
0: Else. Yeah. So so we, we've got your opinion. Frank and I, we, we pretty much like have like our opinions already have been established. What was your opinion, Sam, about this whole – crazy transition into chaos with the vampires
4: i
1: do think i will say this i agree that it kind of like in terms of payoff i do think there is a tiny bit of payoff because of everything we've seen and that is they are now really truly all in this together kind of thing like seth makes it like he is trying to like like he actually at the end, he is like actually like he and Kate like have each other's back. And like I do think that the stuff th- that happened before does Yeah. It, it's more of like it, it's more of setup for the characters for what is to happen. But I do agree, I think what bothered me so much was that um they so they wrote this together, but was it together like separately? did Robert Rodriguez just write an ending? And then he's like, I'll make this work. Because I kept <laughs> thinking, I kept thinking, let's say I, I thought the vampires are going to be introduced significantly earlier. Like, let's say they get to the, let's say they get to the titty twisters, like. Uh,
3: the beginning of, at the end of the first act, if they had gotten there, right?
1: Yeah. Or at least beginning a second act. Yeah. And like, then, then like staying alive through the night is the objective, not what, what that's what they're doing for the rest of the movie. And I, cause I kept thinking like, okay, how would that work? So maybe we do start off with that scene. We could start off with that scene of like, uh, well, the focus then in that case would be more on the family. And if we want to keep the gecko brothers in, okay, we keep that opening of them blowing up the convenience store then focus on the family until they're being held hostage by the brothers, and then it all kind of ties together. Yeah. I think if it, it just seemed like it could have blended even better, but Tarantino's like backstory of the of the brothers was obviously very crucial to him, whereas the vampires and the gore and excitement was very uh, important to robert like
0: the, i I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for the writing process of this movie oh, uh, this like seems, how much yeah. like how much like was like how much attention to detail they wanted to put on which character like it, it's kind of abundant in the film like which like which parts were written by who but like like was there like any back and forth like was there any like creative differences when they're actually writing this like no we need more focus on this instead of this we this needs to be introduced earlier like i, I just would have loved to find out like how much like percentage wise was written by uh w- which which director um i mean it is kind of obvious in the film like pretty much like as soon as they get into mexico like that is Rob rodriguez's baby yeah um and and it definitely kind of has the same mannerisms of like over the top gore gratuitous violence and nudity and has that very much like campy grindhouse borderline resident evil not resident evil evil dead kind of kind of vibe to it which only kind of is cemented more because they had the same guy who did the special effects with tom savini um it it, it was just kind of interesting and I, I, i honestly i could probably just Watch like an entire documentary of just like them writing this movie, what, and I would find that extremely entertaining.
3: What what I think I want to hear is so I I know why you know this frustrates me so much, right? And that they spend so much time laying pipe for a story that they don't fulfill on. What I want to know is when you you guys watch it, you guys really like this movie, um, or at least yes. had fun with it. Yeah. And I wanted to I want to see from your guys' perspective why that that didn't bother you at all
2: well for me it probably helps because i'm not like a movie critic and like i i haven't studied film like the three of you have you know and like i'm just a very very casual moviegoer like i'll pick up on things but i don't know i just thought it was fun i like a good twist and this one was just like i remember the first time i watched it it pretty much slapped me in the face with just like hey by the way now there's vampires in this like weird titty bar in Mexico and I was like well okay we'll see what happens with this I guess this will be interesting and I was just along for the ride and I was just letting the movie take me where it decided I needed to be taken in that moment and I was perfectly okay with that experience yeah and I, yeah it was it was a very jarring transition because suddenly this lady is a vampire and she's you know trying to eat uh Richie there but like I was like you know what We'll see what happens. Well, and they do—they
3: do lampshade it a little bit with um, the line because I I didn't watch far enough to see this the first time. But the bit where um, George Clooney's like, "Hey, so vampires are real." I didn't know vampires are real, but apparently. Uh, vampires are fucking real. So how do we deal with vampires? Like, so they they kind of. I do. I love that. that I yeah, love the, that
0: I, lot, I love yeah. that little like powwow they have. Of, like, do we have any silver? Like, silver doesn't work, dumbass. like werewolves. No, no, no I'm pretty
2: sure <laughs> yeah. silver. Pretty sure silver's the <laughs> same with, with vampires silver. too. Like, do we have any silver? No. Okay, then. Are we yeah, talking yeah, just, about like, shit yeah. who we've read in an
3: actual book about vampires, or are we just going off of pulp fiction's idea, or not pulp fiction? Pop, just like culture's idea of how to
0: kill vampires. You mean like a? You mean like a time? You mean like a time life novel? It's like take that as a no <laughs>
2: Yeah. also like everyone just like suddenly there were these things that were like they didn't look like traditional vampires but they No, were, like, and i, I, I really like that people. and then everyone was just like we got it these are vampires we got to kill them like vampires yeah. so they're like throwing them on like t- like table legs <laughs> and like stabbing them in the heart and like doing all this stuff and it's like so we just everyone just knows how to kill vampires
0: yes and it's everyone's Super good at it too, apparently.
2: <laughs> yeah. Also, you think if you're like vampires setting up like a fake bar to kill people in, wouldn't you want to avoid things that are like made out of wood? Oh my yeah, god! I really god! think yes! they like that? Like a ton of like wouldn't you
1: this bar is filled filled with things that can kill them like. Oh yeah, these can these uh, chairs, the legs be broken off and used as stakes? Yeah, these pool cues. Yeah, is there a chandelier that if it lands on someone gonna set me on fire and turn me and kill me? Oh, impale yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, that's that. like yeah. poorly
2: boarded up windows. Just, yeah, or a just
1: bar that like they light? are. Yeah, vampires. They were not trying. They. I'm assuming they is just it. Maybe in their case, people didn't fight back. But why would they not plan for just in case someone does try to fight back? And you can't what
3: play. self-respecting group of vampires puts a fucking disco ball, whose entire job is reflect <laughs> refracting light, in their like temple.
2: <laughs> Who does that? I didn't know.
0: I you know. gotta spruce up
2: the place it was you know the 70s happened
0: oh i love that and it, it's also especially funny after watching the sequel so the second one is garbage it, it literally kind of like takes place of like a separate like bank heist and like a vampire just shows up and like kind of turns them all but the third one's a prequel that takes place in the titty twister in like the 1800s like during like the uh uh like around the time like they're like arguing of like, Oh, I want to join Pancho Villa and like all that shit's going oh. on. Um, and it's also really funny because Danny Trejo is still the bartender at of the course same bar. He is. Um, but it's really funny of like how it's like fully established. That this place has been here for a really long time and it's, uh, made more clear at like the the last shot of the movie when they're like panning out and you see the back of the bar and it's like the top of like this like ancient like aztec like pyramid and you see like dried blood pooling around the stairs and And, like like, a rustled
2: crashed and wrecked cars yeah Yeah. like some of the which are like like old old cars so yeah much, I, new trucks and everything i
0: love that shot i honestly like want that like framed on my wall i absolutely <laughs> love i i love that shot so much it it's, just seems so really good it's so like desolate and i was like i want to find like who actually did like the art for that it's pretty good it, yeah, it is, it's pretty good it, it's honestly like one of like my favorite shots in the movie
2: um, yeah. um it turns out this yeah. the movie was filmed in barstow and lancaster california huh, so that's like all those filming locations are very easily accessible
0: all right we're doing a field trip everyone <laughs> i just all right, like, all right ramblers let's get
3: rambling oh my god <laughs> I, I like i don't think the second half of the movie having seen the full thing was bad if what you wanted was you know the like you know, Gorefest vampire murder thing. Like it's not bad. It's campy. It's funny. Uh the action's pretty decent for the most part. You have characters being dumb and getting killed by vampires, which is what you expect from that movie. Um yeah. but it just if you were gonna make that movie, just make that movie. Don't take half of the movie to get there. If I personally yeah. fell in love with the first half of the movie, which maybe I shouldn't have, maybe it's not as that good that could as have I was been its it own movie. For, and that's why I was so angry.
1: <laughs> that could have just what? like that's what, just Sam? honestly, I forgot about vampires and assumed that that was just going to be the movie, and it was going to be about them, like they're sticky with these criminals for the night, and like what's going to happen, and like and shit's going to go down, right? Because
3: they're gonna, they
0: like, we have you, to meet Carlos. We I, forgot, about, I forgot, I forgot but... all. You thought I was messing with you about the vampires? When I, I you no, know, I knew there
1: were vampires, but I forgot about them. But based on what I had oh, okay. seen, that is what if this was, if I knew nothing about the vampires, that's where I thought it was going to go. And that is kind of where I thought it was going to go. And then I'm like, oh wait, how do the vampires play into this? So, so, so are
0: you, so are you glad that I told you that there were vampires in this movie or, the, or would you have preferred that you would have actually been surprised? Cause I, I kind of wanted to avoid a situation knew, where you like, fell in love, like the, the situation that Aaron kind of fell into where like he got completely floored. This
1: has been, I've, this movie comes up in conversation with you guys ever so often. So I <laughs> I knew there were vampires. Um, I feel like that would have been hilarious if I didn't. And I a part of me kind of wonders <laughs> what that would have. I mean, I guess Aaron, I can ask you. But like that idea of just not knowing and then suddenly <laughs> there's vampires. Like I would have been like, what? Like I can only just imagine what that must have been like to not know.
3: Oh, that was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, the intended – I feel like the intended experience is to know because if you looked at any of the, the marketing materials for this movie or any of the, the trailers, that the fact that this was the type of movie it was would have been obvious to anybody actually going to watch it. Um,
0: yeah, but I, I knew that if I told you like there were vampires because I knew when, when I was – like pitching this movie to you for us to watch it that you don't like horror. Like you, you, you like, that's not something that you necessarily don't like. It's just something that you like, that's not your first choice. That's not your wheelhouse. And I respect that everyone has like their own taste for movies. But at the same time, I was primarily pitching this to you as a Rob Rodriguez Tarantino movie and casually leaving out the fact that there is like vampires.
2: uh, But I feel like knowing that it is a film, you know, co-directed by Robert Rodriguez and all that, and he's like heavily involved. I feel like that would plant some sort it's, of a seed. Like.
3: I, I am not great with directors. Um, mm. I didn't know who Robert Rodri- Rodriguez was when you were telling me about that. Had I known that he was the guy who directed Spy Kids, I may have tempered my experta- my expectations. Um, <laughs> and you said it was well, half and like half. And I was like, I don't know what kind of director Robert Rodriguez is. I guess we'll find out. And then I just got so involved in the first half of the movie Uh, that you kind of forgot about the second half once we hit the second half i just uh and even even the second half that they have i feel like didn't make use of like they have this character with richie who i expect them to okay even barring vampires i still expect them to do something with him and he comes back to life as a vampire and then immediately dies again yep yeah Yeah. like immediately i was like like what, what was the point
0: it's like, let, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of supposed to be more or less closure for, for says like, let me give you the peace and death that I couldn't give you in life. And it's like a very emotional thing. It's like, no, no one's killing my brother. I will do it. I will put him out of his misery because he yeah. has had a miserable, messed up life and he is a miserable, messed up person.
2: Yeah. Richie had it coming. Yeah. That's what I have here in my notes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I didn't, honestly, because Richie was just so unstable and he caused problems. He honestly was like the Jar Jar Binks of the geckos. like
0: <laughs> The uh, Jar Jar, like, Jar Binks perfect. of the geckos. I, that yeah, I, is the name I, of this episode. The only way this
3: movie like, could have been more jarring is if instead of vampires, he turned into fucking Jar Jar Binks.
0: He turns into a Gungan. <laughs> yeah, five, just...
3: like five years before that character existed. <laughs> Lord.
1: I mean... This, I mean, a very, t- in the sense of he keeps making things, messing things up. And I was fine when he died. I will say, I think for a second, I did think, like, it was kind of like, he, oh, he didn't want to kill his brother, even though he's a vampire. And then the second it realized that he was going to totally kill all of them, they, they're like, okay, no, I, you're, we can't risk it. Yeah. And I, I did like, yeah, see, I did kind of like that. I did like this half of the movie. It was fun. It was just so, like... And even though I knew there were vampires, it was just such a 180. And it really is. um, But I did, like... So, um, Harvey Keitel gets bitten. And I kind of thought, oh, because he's a holy man, maybe something... I thought something was going to change and he was going to be protected. Nope, he dies. And he makes his kids promise to kill him. And then the well, you know, it
4: did take <laughs> him yeah, longer that. That's, that's to a become
3: surprisingly a dark bit for the rest that of the That went this on for like a movie. second a,
1: couple of, a little too long. I'm like yeah. of him trying like saying, You guys gotta kill me or I'm gonna kill myself. And he does it with the daughter, and then she's like, Okay, fine, and then does it with the son. And it was just like
0: Yeah, well,
1: it could first, have been both like, of them together. It, it didn't well, I, I at, don't know.
0: Well, at, at first he's like, All right, I want you all to promise me, and they all like promise like him. He was like like rather reluctant, is like, All right, now why don't I believe you? It's like all right I'm going to kill myself right now if you guys don't agree. And since I'm already dead, it's technically not suicide. I'm not going to hell for this. And he's like, that's a very valid argument for what you're doing. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. That's so valid. It <laughs> makes sense to me.
1: <laughs> but, um, he, um, I, okay. So we didn't mention this before, but, uh, they have a, I guess an adopted, he has an adopted son. And I did, they did like the joke earlier when he says, this is my son. And Seth says, like, you don't look Japanese. And he's like, neither does he. He looks Chinese. And I'm like, ah. (laughs) Um, But so I didn't – it kind of did bother me. I did – I don't – I didn't – I do agree that Kate came off a little flat, but I didn't really mind her as a character. She was just kind of – Because she actually –
0: she had a character, though. Scott did it. Yeah.
1: Scott, she no. did have a character, Scott... and
0: her best
3: scenes were in the second half of the movie, where she just gets to look like a badass and shoots a, uh, vampires with a crossbow. Yeah, yeah I also, like she actually did a good job in those. I, scenes. I also want to point it. out:
0: why did they actually have a crossbow in like a coffin-shaped box with a cross on it? Why would vampires have that? Even if because, they did take that unwillingly off of like one of the truck shipments, well,
2: why, probably, why would yeah they, they probably, probably killed Conquist a vampire hunter? It's like why did they have they a just, Buffy like, the
0: Vampire Slayer crossbow <laughs> with decorative box as well?
2: Because they were just keeping it away from people, so it couldn't get it's out called to kill more vampires. Dude. I
0: know it was just—I thought that was really funny—and like, yeah, that we is,
2: killed a vampire hunter.
0: Yeah, it's like we killed Van Helsing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about it?
0: I would, I would totally watch that movie: Van Helsing versus the Titty Twister. Oh
2: my god! Could you? Oh imagine? my gosh!
0: <laughs> I can, and it's glorious.
2: <laughs> I can, I can kind of see it now, and I appreciate it, and I respect it. <laughs> we need to make this movie. I'm waiting for the What We Do in the Shadows meets the Titty Twister to
0: happen. Just, just everything meets the Titty Twister. Oh my god.
2: Can we get that, can please? Can you just imagine? <laughs> just, I just a couple wanna... of like vampires from New Zealand like, oh, hey guys, we're just like coming down to Mexico, to check things out, see how our friends south of the border are doing. Oh, wow, you guys are doing a really good job. Really proud of you.
0: Can I have some biker? <laughs> wow.
3: Well, and then when they're leaving, you can have the RV pull up.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: So, um, are these, wait, sorry. <laughs> who are these?
2: Who's these Yanks? So, oh, hello. Can we get a ride? No. Okay. But um. Okay, we, we need to get back on. Track no, I want
1: to, anyway. but I did because I did think about this. So Scott, so Scott is the one that ends up having to. His dad attacks him and kills him, and then he's the one that has to put him down, and then he's being attacked and he's begging Kate to kill him. And I know oh. part of the reason that okay in in the story. I get he died because it, he mostly died because he did, he didn't have that much of a character. He was just he was just kind of there. Like he wasn't that necessary, but it did kind of in this in this day and age, that is kind of outdated. it is an outdated trope because he was the minority.
0: And that he died. So again, that's an
1: outdated. That's changing now, but it was something I did think about, and I don't think that I don't. I didn't even really
0: think of it. I don't think of
1: it. I think of it.
0: It's a fair criticism. I think it's more
1: of. Again, I think it's more of in this setting. I think it was more of he died because he had. He just didn't really he wasn't necessary anymore but i don't think he was that necessary to begin with to even have the character at all he was fine i had no issue with him or anything but i think in this it did make me think like i i feel like if if there if it if it was a white if it was a white kid and he had died i probably wouldn't have thought much of it but because he he was a minority it was something that i'm like this wouldn't
3: fly today i think the director just killed him yeah. off because they wanted to have two
2: people no, left exactly. at the end. No, yeah. I didn't and they know were that. like, well I guess and we'll I, kill I him too. I also yeah. didn't like how he died. He's yep. like being held by like a bunch of vampires and he's just like, kill me, Kate. Yeah, he's the only know.
0: character in this movie that uh, like outright suffers.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But he's like, he's I feel like if it if that actually happened and you were being eaten alive by several you'd be screaming. Members of the undead. Yeah. You'd be like, kill me. Oh god I! And he's yep. just like Kill me, Kate. You gotta do it. I will say... Yeah, he's like, like, he's,
0: like, almost, like, choking on his own blood. He's like,
2: kill me, Kate. Ugh.
0: Like, something like that. Like, that would kind of, like, justify why he's saying it, like, almost in, like, a hoarse whisper. So,
1: uh, I guess Seth, so. And, yeah. Seth and Kate... Like, that, that
0: would have made more sense. Seth
1: and Kate are the last two standing, and Carlos, who's the guy they're waiting for to do the deal, like, he then... Played
0: by Cheech Marin. He that he's, like, he's, like, <laughs>
1: knocking on the door, and they're like, shoot, shoot the windows! and so Or shoot the door so they can, like, Bust out, but I. Because
0: it's because it, it's sun, I, sunrise I was, now, and there's enough holes that the vampires can't outright get them.
1: I was thinking, yeah. um, if Kate, I was thinking during this, if Kate survives this, if her whole family dies, she has a great origin story for being a hun- vampire hunter. <laughs> right, but
2: <laughs> like, that, oh that's my god, the sequel? You that mean. I um, would
1: watch. There that, is, I don't I, know. I honestly thought a, from Dust till dawn series. I haven't watched it, but.
0: The the series the, I remember watching like the first series or like the first two seasons and it's it's really good actually. I think you would actually like it better than the movie Aaron. Like it does t- But is it better than Ice Fantasy?
2: <laughs> Nothing's oh, better, than Ice, really fantasy. Nothing's really better nice than Ice
4: standard.
3: Fantasy. Nothing's better than Ice Fantasy. Yeah, the the bit at the end where he like haggles with Carlos was kind of humorous and kind of good. Yeah, it's like I love.
1: I did love the dialogue at the end. Like, what were they psychos? No, they were vampires. Do do psychos blow up during? Burst into
2: flames. I don't care how crazy they
0: are. They just don't do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I love how like they've just suffered the entire night, almost dying. Like lose. Like Kate losing her entire family, and like, and uh, uh. I'm sorry. I'm. Drawing a blank on George Clooney's character's name. Seth. 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 Seth loses his brother and just like, and then they're haggling about how much of a cut uh, Carlos gets. Yeah, it's like, and the end up they end up agreeing at twenty five percent. Yeah, like five
3: percent less than his normal <laughs> cut. <perfect. laughs>
0: and then he just ends up giving like a like a huge wad of cash to Kate, and it's like, then she asks like, "Do you need any company?" It's like, "Do you know where I'm going? I'm going to El Rey." It's like, "What's that?" It's like, "Go home, Kate," and it's just like. So we're not gonna know what El Rey is. Yeah. it's like, but I'm a, she goes I'm home. But bastard. I literally, I feel like it was kind of
3: a missed opportunity to have. I feel like she should have gone with him. I, it, it's kind of weird to me that she doesn't. Yes, yeah. that's
1: what I thought too. I did. There was this weird. I did kind of enjoy, like the fact that she doesn't and she does go home. I thought she was say, "I don't have a home. My whole family's dead. Why would I go home?" But because uh, I, yeah, I think in any movie you would expect them her to go with him or him be like her guardian whatever she doesn't have anybody else but i did kind of like that they do part ways i found that very yeah it was it wasn't again i wasn't expecting that i also wasn't expecting it this. Movie.
0: although i did feel like it was a missed opportunity that they didn't use either one of these characters in any of the sequels Yeah, you would expect it to be like a casa well i'm down. sure
2: george clooney was hard to pin
1: is down. george clooney in the sequel no, no or not he's he's not Oh so no Like I don't I don't any, think I is, don't think
0: any of it, like any of the characters from the first movie aside from Danny Trejo as the bartender show up again.
3: Well, Real talk? I think um George Clooney is great in this movie. 100%. Oh, yeah.
0: I agree with that.
1: Oh yeah, he I thought performance-wise he was definitely my favorite. He was fun. He like, you know, Tarantino's character as he was gross disturbing he was it was an interesting performance it was just for me it was a little too
3: creepy and unsettling yeah but
1: George Clooney was really fun
3: fun fact he actually
1: it does have George a Clooney
3: finish. won <laughs> a Saturn award for best <laughs> actor for this I can believe that this movie. Oh.
0: I mean he is yeah. entertaining and, and intimidating um, all at the same time
3: yes yes and uh um Kate's, um, uh, what's her it's name? like Je- Julia Jennifer. Lewis, I believe. Um, <laughs> Juliet yeah, Lewis. Julia, yeah, yeah. Julia, Juliet Julia, Julia, and Quentin, like Romeo and Juliet, both were nominated for worst supporting actor roles in two Ouch. separate, um, like worst, you know, oh, the Razzies awards or something. Giving. I forget what yeah, they were Razzie. called, the Razzies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which they didn't win, but I, I thought it was funny that both of them got <laughs> oh, nominated.
0: Um, so final thoughts on this movie, I guess like, uh, uh, Frank, Frank, Frank,
1: wait, we got to ask the question. Frank
0: and Aaron, we have this recurring bit in our, our shows and I know you guys are, are avid listeners. So I don't even need to explain this to you, but for those who never listened, I'll explain it anyway. We, we asked the question of, could this actually happen? Ignoring the fact that no,
1: is this real? Is this real? Is there anything about this real?
0: Yeah. Like could any, could any situation in this movie theoretically happen in real life if hypothetically like vampires do exist in like our world given real world rules do you think like events in this movie happen the way that it did
3: um i think it's disqualified purely for the dick gun (laughs) gun. (laughs) everything else is possible except that
0: (laughs) that's a fair answer i guess
2: (laughs) yeah that would like the recoil would probably hurt your crotch a lot um you know what i'm gonna have to (laughs) i'm going to uh counter Aaron and say that, yes, this could happen because the first half of this movie is incredibly believable and like very real, very true crime. Yeah, it really is. And then, you know what? They went through very practical, pragmatic methods of um, eliminating the vampires. Nothing was out of proportion. It wasn't crazy. Um, sex machines, whip was but a little But the disco
3: strange. ball, Frank.
0: They put a disco ball in their ancient Aztec vampire temple. Now they also put stripper poles in their ancient Aztec burial temple. But I think that is—it's par for the course. Yeah. I don't think those were original. All right. All right.
2: <laughs> they've been—they've yeah, been around since the 1400s. Oh hell yeah, that
0: makes sense. <laughs> the Mayans invented this triple troll. I like how
2: you've mentioned, you've called them both Mayans and Aztecs, Kevin, and those are two completely different civilizations. Yeah. Yeah, screw it.
0: They're Incans now.
2: God damn it. Whoa. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: Whoa, okay.
1: No, what?
3: You just jumped a couple hundred miles. Several south. hundred. You like thousands I, of I, miles. I, south. I like
2: how
0: you both, like, said, like, maybe a like, thousand. Like you guys, like, acted like I said, like, the most offensive Dude, thing. Dude, are I we in say.
3: South yeah, America mean... now? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, that offended me more than the, the shift. In this- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we're not no. friends anymore. No.
0: Yeah. No. It. I, right. I know you um, said this before, but what about you, too? Um, yeah. Let's let's go with you, Sam.
1: Um, I think I kind of am as of right now, at least. Again, this is only my first viewing. Um, you were Kevin. You like couldn't wait to hear my opinion. I don't think I. love or hate this movie. I do think there's a lot of fun things about it. I do think there's a lot of ridiculous things about it. Like I see why you guys love it. I Aaron, I see all of the problems in it too as well. Um, I feel like in terms of, I I agree with Frank in the sense that I do think because of the setup in the beginning and the, in the Tarantino half that everything did seem very realistic. I think the the thing that I really do call bullshit on is the fact that these vampires literally either they think humans are too stupid to fight back or they're just so stupid that they don't realize we're in a building filled with things that can kill us. And I just kind of thought that was bullshit. But in terms of the people in in how they went about uh killing the vampires And like Bandy, I, there were, there were things about that that I thought was kind of believable.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, my, my take on this is that I feel like the majority of this movie is very believable and kind of would exist in like a a real world scenario. I do feel like it kind of gets a little silly when (laughs) it gets to the montage of like them making like all these crazy weapons. Like Seth like puts like a, like a wooden stake on a um, jackhammer. a jackhammer. But yeah. Thank also, you.
1: why are there yeah. all these supplies that can kill them just in the back? Why not get rid of them? Because they didn't
2: know that they would kill them, and they were just holding it all there from all of the truckers that they have killed. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I, I did think, I, I, I did mean, think the it was kind sort of funny that sort of goes that, out of the
3: vampires' control too.
0: No, yeah, I, I did think it was kind of funny that. Um, uh, jacob's son of uh, god why am i forgetting his name now uh scott, oh, scott. He, he, he has like a super soaker that his father blesses with holy water and then he like fills up a <laughs> bunch of condoms <laughs> Oh
4: and yeah, uses the condoms, and, uses
0: the, and uses
2: them as water balloons also so, I so explode, that if those so like, condoms those are, hor- are breaking on impact on those filled with not a lot of water those are like the shittiest condoms I
0: know. I was about to say it's like those are the worst condoms ever. I'm glad they were stolen. Expired. I really wish. I really wish, <laughs> yeah.
1: I really wish. there was like a zinger there of like of like.
2: I'm gonna teach you how to use a condom broke. and then fills it with <laughs> <Yeah>. holy water.
1: <laughs> Talk about a broken condom or hey, something yo. like that.
0: <laughs> oh, it's like wear protection, folks.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah.
0: Detective condom, you're off the case.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Aaron, you were you th- you weren't there for that detective condom.
0: What? <laughs> so- <laughs>
3: no, I'm happier having zero context for that sentence.
1: <laughs> no, we were we were playing cards against humanity, and out of the corner of my eye, I wasn't reading it uh, head on. Out of the corner of my eye, I see the card that said that's uh, a defective condom. But at out oh, again, at a glance, I thought it said Detective Condom. And without a fucking breath, like, just <laughs> on, a, on beat, all like, Kevin and Frank and Reed just all started going, Detective Condom, you're off the
0: case. Detective <laughs> Condom, do you have protection? I always have protection. I'm always packing.
2: I always but then, it's,
0: but then
1: it's me we <laughs> just, like, created, we unintentionally created, like, like, an X-rated, like, animated show in our heads of, like, Detective Condom.
4: That's how it it's sounds. The gr-
0: it's the greatest film noir movie that never was made it never should exist exist. it should never exist but i wanted that we're on detective condom at this point are we uh (laughs) final thoughts we said
3: all we need to say about from dusk um, till dawn
0: yeah more or less final thoughts (laughs) i do recommend this movie it is not for everyone so if you're going into this movie thinking that it's entirely a tarantino movie or entirely a Robert rodriguez movie you're gonna be like aaron gonna be probably disappointed by one half of this movie one way or another
1: your brain will be like as if it hit was hit by a condom grenade and kind of
0: explode detective condom will not be there to save you
2: (laughs) Uh, anyone else have any final thoughts Um, sit down buckle up because this is just a batshit crazy movie i give it four out of five
1: you give it four. You get four and a half fangs.
2: Yes.
0: Four and a half defective condoms out of five.
1: Defective.
0: Read my mind. <laughs> yep. Uh, holy watered condoms.
1: So fangs. is the half a broken condom?
2: Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. All right. It's a baby right.
3: It's,
1: it's so.
2: Anyways. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway.
0: Uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson.
2: Aaron Soma and I've been Franklin. And you've been listening to Movie Real Folks. Goodbye,
0: everybody, and listen to our Halloween episode. Whoa!